and welcome to the Recruitment Marketing Podcast. My name is Victoria Rush. Here, I'll be talking to marketing leaders in the recruitment industry, discussing their careers in recruitment, passions for marketing, and the challenges and successes they have faced along the way. My aim for this podcast is to share the opinions and insights of a variety of experts from across the recruitment marketing landscape. I'll be discussing their experiences and learns while building recruitment brands around the world. Hi everyone and welcome back to the Recruitment Marketing Podcast. My name is Victoria Rush and today I'm pleased to introduce you to Zinzan Clements, Marketing Manager at DMJ Recruitment. Hey, Victoria. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. (laughs) Lovely to be on the show. Thanks for having me. I look forward to it. No problem. So just start off, could you um, tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Yeah, really quickly. um, I'm an Aussie expat. I've been over here for about coming up to three years now. I've been working in marketing slash recruitment slash HR for my whole career. I just look forward to to just keep doing marketing, keep trying new things and... See where it goes. See where it goes. Yeah, Yeah. sure. So you've got a pretty interesting story here. How did you end up in recruitment? Uh, Well, I had had a nice bicycle because I worked at a bike shop and I like bikes. And I rode a funny kind of ad to go on Gumtree. And then having a journalism degree, I knew to get a friend to email Australia's version of the Daily Mail. And I wrote that email and then they picked up on it. And then they called me, but I stayed in character. And then it kind of made the front page for a couple of days of the site. And then funnily enough, my housemate's boyfriend was just starting a company. He read the article, came over and said, would you like to do some work for a new startup? And that's kind of how it happened off that one ad. That has to be the most unique story for getting into recruitment. <laughs> yeah, it was, it, was, it was pretty random, but you know, I like talking a bit of smack. So, um, it's that, worked out for the best, right? It's worked out for the best, right? So always talk bullshit is my advice. Uh, what, so you moved from Australia to London in the recruitment industry? Yeah, so I, I didn't move for a particular job. Um, you know, a lot of Aussies move over, do a couple of years, that kind of thing. And I came over and I went to a recruitment agency to look for a job and instead they offered me a job. So that's that uh, kind of Was that e- EMR? That was EMR. EMR, yeah. and you were there for a couple of years after Yeah, that. I was there for about a year there, yeah. Yeah, and how, how was that kind of moving over here into, was it different? It, it was different per se, because I definitely came from a startup um, kind of background and probably hadn't worked in like a big office or anything before. And I would say we were a little bit faster in Australia, but the flip side is here, you get to work with bigger clients and it's, you know, it's London, like it's what's probably the center of the world for recruitment. You could say that fairly, yeah, I think. Definitely. And, you know, like going to meetings or meeting people and we had a partnership with Google there and just, just things like that, that back home, you would never have the opportunity to do. Whereas here you can go meet cool clients, you can go to training events, you can go to cool events, like get around it. So that was probably the biggest totally difference. Okay. What, what do you think was the, so far at least, has been sort of the standout moment then for you in your career? Or, um, or what are you most proud of? Most proud of, I think it's just coming in and bringing me bringing new software, more digital kind of focus. Like okay. definitely bringing marketing automation into businesses now yeah. has been a big step for me one I've really enjoyed and then actually bringing it in and then showing the results from it through, you know, like good flows, like landing pages to downloads, to follow-ups, to tracking, to lead scoring, all that kind of stuff I think is something I'm pretty proud of. The other side as well is educating consultants, doing training, looking at conversion rates, looking at content and copy and teaching kind of thing is another area I really enjoy as well. Mm. So I've kind of enjoyed that. Yeah, how, how important do you think automation is going to be for relationships in uh, the industry? Look, you know, like my whole vibe kind of thing is that relationships 
are the most important thing because you know no matter how smart the robot is or at least for at least 100 years off before well hopefully 100 hopefully. years off before a robot can completely emulate a human but you can have all these tools and techniques that that bring you towards you know the face-to-face contact and ultimately end of the day that's where the deal is done and like you know a story i tell people is I presented a case on marketing automation to a director once and he went, yeah, 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 that's fine. That's fine. But I do deals over a steak and a bowl of wine. And, you know, my response is, that's fine. I completely understand that. But uh, marketing automation technology is going to get you more people to have that steak, to have that wine, to have that conversation. Um, and I think that's the important bit to understand that. And probably a way to sell it to consultants is, this is all helping you do what you traditionally do. It's just giving you more people to do it with. And hopefully more sales and more placements. And, and go, right? <laughs> and no one says no to that, I hope. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you have a, a, a narrative about how important relationships are. Yeah. Um, what, what's sort of your take on the way that all functions in the industry? I mean, you have some, I've seen some interesting stuff you've written over the years. So Yeah, I think it's really important to understand that. And a good kind of another metaphor I use is no one has ever called DMJ and said, can I please speak to DMJ? Like, yeah, DMJ is our brand, it's important, but at the end of the day, it is people to people and kind of thing. And I think particularly um, people get caught up a lot, marketers get caught up in the idea of B2B and B2C. And look, at the end of the day, like, of course, it's human to human, person to person marketing. I think, I suppose, one of the key differences, though, that with B2B is you will be talking to a team of people. But that doesn't mean you can't use, um, you know, business to consumer tactics and sales and copy. And I think recruitment industry is still a little bit behind that um you know particularly around pricing i never see any marketing around pricing which is interesting i see it very much as a sales based conversation and marketing doesn't get included in that and maybe a lot more around the candidate's journey and content that goes with that i think to finally summarize as well there's probably and i know personal brands hyped up you know have a personal brand have a personal brand but you know, if I was running a recruitment business, I would give each of my consultants a not just a little one-page, one-paragraph blurb on my website. I'd be giving them a full, long landing page, their achievements, some videos, some content they've written because I think that's kind of the future of if you want to be a good um, consultant is having a very strong personal brand without sounding wanky. Like, you, you know, like you do <laughs> yeah. need, you need to have you a rep. Unbelievable, credible. Yeah, yeah. And, and I suppose, you know, the flip side of that is that if I did own a recruit businesses, you don't want to build someone up to, you know, the next Greg Savage and have them go somewhere else. So there is a, a commercial aspect as well, which I understand. Yeah. Do, yeah. You, do you think that's one of the bigger hurdles companies have? I, I think it's one of the bigger hurdles. And I think, you know, it's, you've got to really try and look past quarterly to quarterly to quarterly thinking. And what can I look like in one year? What can I look like in two years kind of thing? Like I do a talk about LinkedIn. It's a snowball. Like it takes a long time to get, any rep or get popular like and you know you see it with graduate consultants no one comes in and builds 60k first quarter unless they're a freak um and yeah you can make money in recruitment right but you know it, it takes time to, to, to get there and you, you just got to be patient like and that's just the way it is but what could probably speed that up is being willing to publish a few articles talk to a few people and go past do you have any jobs are you interested in working here yeah. <laughs> as yeah. as your opener kind of thing yeah yeah, and I think that's important. So bringing in automation, you've done that here, haven't you, at yeah. DMJ? You've yeah. done it elsewhere in the past? Yeah, I did it back in Australia as well. Okay. Yeah, and we just see big wins in automation in terms of qualifying our candidates. 
Um, so we do a lot around tracking who interacts with job ads, with interacts with JDs, all that kind of stuff. We score them and then give it back to the consultant to do as they wish. And it's just a shortcut, you know, like a lot of, um, you know, consultants making an educated guess to call a candidate who may be interested for a role. This kind of really reduces that guesswork by telling you who's done what. Who's done what? How did you manage the conversation bringing in automation? Because I know recruitment's quite a, as you say, old school industry. Yeah. People yeah. are starting to have those conversations, but coming up against barriers to entry even from the offset. Yeah, I think, I think look, like you need to understand, and sometimes, like this isn't a new thought, but being marketing, I'm all creative, I do brand, I do strategy, but also being very commercial in the sense that um, your boss and employer runs a business to make money and and I think 99.9% .9 of businesses do that. And sometimes people get caught up in this idea of our mission or our ethos or, you know, we're Facebook, we're here to connect the world or whatever they're positioning. You know, you're not, you're here to make money um, and therefore framing automation as that real financial based, kind of getting them on board with the financial based and then moving across to the, you know, marketing based wins or rewards and like you know you don't go in with this is going to be great for marketing this is going to be good for our email operations this is going to be good for our tracking flip it to more of a this is going to be good for you kind of thing but that's just common sense right like make it very much more business uh, financial led goals rather than marketing led goals I think do you think for agencies who have smaller budgets yeah it's kind of one man one person doing yeah. marketing at the moment if you can't afford to start implementing automation yeah. tools and technologies what do you think people should focus on first? Look, I think, I think now, like particularly like as of right now, not having a budget for marketing automation, you do have a budget. Um, you know, you can get online free, free tools or freemium tools. The lowest I've seen some is £17 a month for a thousand contacts. Just start there. Like most people can afford £17, uh, 17 pounds a month. We spend in the region of a couple of hundred pounds for a, a good robust system. Like I don't think that's, uh, super expensive but then again look if you're starting from completely nothing you've got zero dollars uh, pounds to play with um, I'd really consider nailing down your analytics getting Google Analytics doing some training if I was starting out um, tracking where your links are coming from who's clicking what what their journey is before they make a purchase or an application on our site like very simply we have five goals we track in terms of like registrations applications uploading CVs we see where people come from and we see what works and doesn't work and if you kind of had that ground, uh, well then obviously you can build on it. The other thing I think is really important is to position or understand the positioning of the company. And that's probably not as, recruit, as a marketer, a decision you'll be making. It'll be your boss's or your founder's decision. But saying, what are we? Are we executive search? Are we working on a 30% every time? Are we um, you know, quick and low percentage straight through? Like if you nail that across, I think it will allow you to actually understand what you're marketing or selling. Because, you know, I think lots of firms are very, um, we'll do high end, we'll do low end, we'll work 30%, we'll work at 15%. We'll do everything. We'll do everything. And how can you, how can you possibly market everything? Like, what's your different differentiation? Like, you don't have one. It's, it's very hard to market jack of all trades. Like, you want to at least have some kind of point of difference, some USP, I think. So I'd now down my USP positioning and my analytics and data, get them down and build on that. Do you think that's what a lot of agencies over, overdo too much? We do, we're master of everything, we do everything. Yeah, yeah. Just work with us. A hundred percent. And look, like, and I totally understand that from a commercial point again, is that you, you want to make money, something comes up, like how hard is it to say to someone, no, 
um, <laughs> we're not taking this at this percentage at all, go work for someone else. Like, not many people want to do that or um, we only work in this area, won't take on this role kind of thing. And I think that's well outside my kind of expertise is in, nor would I tell another business how to run. Um, but I do think, you know, starting out that people do try and do that. And the other thing is once you do do that, it's very hard to escape out of that. You know what I mean? Once people see it as one thing, how do you turn it around into something else? And I mean, I think I read something the other day that 10,000 recruitment businesses start a year in, yep. in the UK or something. And like, how are you going to be unique out of 10,000? 10,000 a year. Yeah. yeah. You, you've really got to, you've got to do something special or don't do something special, but nail what you do and do it well. What do you think in terms of marketing that a lot of agencies maybe overuse? You see it probably a lot on LinkedIn. What do you think they'd shout about too much maybe? Uh, look, I mean, we're guilty of it as well, and that's pushing jobs too hard. Um, yeah. You know, like, in a, in a truly, truly ideal world, and if I had unlimited budget, I would publish a fortnightly or monthly magazine, both online and offline, super content-heavy. I wouldn't mention our jobs, and I'd just really position us as, you know, the experts or the, or the, the people to turn to kind of thing. And that doesn't even mean 100% unique or individual content or new content because to come up with new content... It's almost impossible. Like, almost impossible. <laughs> like, you type in any kind of, you know, we did some candidate mapping the other day looking at places to write content to support their decisions or to turn to. Like, you know, for example, they quit or they want to change their job. Like, you type in Google, what, how should I quit or changing my job? This is three million results. Like, what, are you going to write new and unique content for that? You're not. But you may as well write some good content that's, that's there rather than not and that's, that, useful, that's useful and that's something we're trying to kind of shift towards rather than being very tactical um getting jobs out getting job newsletters out and kind of being a little bit more like yeah we do that but here's what we think here's how we can help you kind of thing and none of that again no that's rocket science do you think yeah. sales understand that from marketing it do they do here most some agencies struggle with getting sales on board to understand really the benefits that marketing can bring the sales process well, especially when they're up against numbers. Yeah. yeah, look, like, you know, I don't, uh, this isn't surprising here. Obviously, the fun fact for you, the average in the UK, it's one recruitment market out of 50 consultants. Okay. Right, yeah. yeah, so obviously you're not precisely with a bunch of your peers all, all on a whiteboard doing sticky notes, mm. <laughs> um, you know, drawing up the hottest campaign, multi-channel, right, right, right. It's kind of you, you know, pen and paper, like, what's on today <laughs> get stuck in <laughs> kind of scenario so I think an important part of that though as well is setting expectations for yourself um, so I try and aim with, with our guys is if 30% are on board and get it I'm happy if one in three want to give it a crack I'm happy I'm not here to, to get 98% or you know 8 out of 10 loving it that's fine because I'd be bashing my head against a brick wall <laughs> um, if, if one in three is into it that's cool with me kind of thing and if they're liking it having a go and I think from a, a recruitment and a marketer to marketer advice is definitely try and get new guys and get them early like I make sure I see all the new people first day and I'll give them a quick talk on LinkedIn I'll give them a quick talk on content they'll do a bit of job ad training with me after a couple of weeks I'll just make sure you know if I get them early at least you know they, they might a little bit more exposed a little bit um, acknowledging who I am and that's the important thing as well like you, you have to, you don't just have to sell the business, you have to sell yourself on a regular basis. You have to market your position, which can be annoying, but it's, you know, it's just the way cookie crumbles. 
can't pass for the job. Yeah, so get a different job if you don't like it. Get them on board. Yeah. What do you see the, the, the future of marketing for recruitment? Do you think it's going to change much? The numbers will have to drop in terms of firms or recruitment businesses. And I think it will be a lot more kind of supportive or high end. You know what I mean? I, like I'm really interested in the lift in the freelance and gig economy. Like, do you need to see a recruiter to get a gig job? No, you download an app. You verify, verify your ID, add your bank details. Like, where's the recruiter's role in that? Um, especially, like, I have a friend who works for a tech recruiter, and they're very much a platform, i.e. upload your CV, employer browses jobs, they connect, they take a smaller fee in that. You know, at the lower level, do you need a recruiter so much holding your hand? Does a recruiter know all the jobs nowadays as much? Maybe not, because there's just so many options online. Um, so future-wise definitely comes back to that relationship, higher-end kind of point of view. And also maybe jobs we don't, you know, or lots of jobs we don't know don't exist yet kind of thing. Um, and I think it's interesting jobs like when you look at a lot of co-working spaces or startup spaces where they have like a community manager who will connect different businesses working in the space and roles like that, which maybe aren't around a lot now, but down the track will definitely be a, a more of a thing, I think. Crystal ball, just a guess, right? Like, don't yeah. look at me for it. Could be completely wrong. It could be totally different. No, but totally different, but definitely that connecting kind of facilitating thing will definitely be more prevalent than the classic "do you have a job on yes or no" kind of thing. What um, what advice would you give to somebody in a similar position to you as you are at DMG? You know, so it's slightly smaller agency. You are fighting against thousands yeah. of others out there every yeah. day, every week, every year. Yeah. Um, look, you, you definitely got to go learn, right? Like you, you have to, and you, you have to be really strong and self-disciplined on that. So I try and start the day with, I set a time for about 20 minutes and I'll just do 20 minutes of analytics training or you have a, right now my desk is marketing for dummies. Like <laughs> you know, I'll put my head up and say I'm a dummy and there's some good stuff in there. And that's 20 minutes, 20 minutes, you know, and that's slight advantage theory. You're going to have to be a little bit better than someone else in the industry. It's that tiny bit and over a few years, it compounds up. And one of my KPIs is go to two external marketing events a month, you know, like go to a talk after work, go to a lunch thing, go to a morning thing. Um, and I think, you know, if the advice for that w- would be as well as get your boss on side to say, I need to go to stuff like this. It's better for us. It's better for you. Like the consultants have training. Well, you can't really train me per se, can you? Because your recruitment experience, not marketing recruitment experience. Well, let me go out to an event once or twice a week. Like, and the other thing as well, there's, like, that's the great thing now. Education and knowledge is for everyone. You don't have to go to uni. To, and, you know, I did journalism. I didn't do much marketing at uni. But I'm self-taught from YouTube, um, reading books, going to events, reading blogs, doing short courses. Like, just get around that. And that will probably as well qualify yourself to find out whether you're passionate about marketing. And I like to see myself as rather passionate about marketing than recruitment marketing, you know, like I just have the chance to do what I really like in this environment kind of thing. So I think that's important is just to learn as much as you can. Are there any events or things to go to you would personally suggest? Personally, I, I just go on Meetup. Yeah. Yeah, I just on Meetup all the time, just seeing what's on there and just going along. And you're probably not going to find a recruitment market Meetup, um, <laughs> but you will probably find a marketing Meetup. And also as well as um, a part of that, is looking, you know, don't, you don't just type in marketing to read, like read random stories or read a good bit of journalism, something like that. You want to really expand 
your thinking, you know what I mean? Don't silo your thinking early. Um, like I'm trying to think, like I'll go to a UX talk, like I don't really do much design or interactive user experience stuff, but it's just kind of interesting to see how they think or I might go to a, a natural history talk or something and just think, okay, this is very not marketing right now, mm-hmm. but it still feeds your mind and creativity to do that. Like um, I think that's really important in marketing because you're pulling from so many different disciplines that you need to be kind of broad, not super broad that you don't have a deep knowledge of anything, but it does help to be open to learning across a lot of different things. So in my reading time, I might not read anything pure marketing. Um, today I read an article on how a guy started dropshipping, a dropshipping business, but in there there's lessons how he did go to market or how he stuffed up his pricing or how he, his online systems didn't work, which are all going to come back to your marketing. And you might find it more enjoyable to read too than someone telling you about ROI on a channel or something like that. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much. That's all right. Thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it. Um, Hopefully someone finds some value. I'm sure they will. Yeah. Till next time. Thanks, Victoria. Appreciate it.